Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Hospital. And joining me through Discord, it is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua, Gangsta Time Cole. It's called partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What up, everybody listening? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's just me and Josh today uh, doing an all-American comic episode. Very excited to get into it. Uh, but first, let's get into plugs. You can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole, where can they find you? JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram as well. Ooh, yeah. You can follow Brian at B.ESP on Twitter and Instagram. Follow his uh, Twitch stream uh, where he plays video games live for a studio audience at uh, twitch.tv slash it's punchline. Uh, very fun gamer to watch play. So get into right. it. Uh, emails at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want to talk to us about, we will uh, we'll receive all comers, you know? Uh, if you want, you can also comment on whatever video version you're watching of this. Uh, and while you're at it, subscribe, like, share, all that stuff. Get get our YouTube popping, everybody. We're uh, we're uploading stuff, so get into it. Uh, if you prefer the audio version of the podcast that usually goes up first, uh, you can check it out on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, uh, Amazon Music, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there, and uh, I think that's it for plugs. Uh, without further ado, let's get into the show proper. Batman. This is Batman number 113. Uh, this is Fear State Part 2. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of... This is a big Batman event, uh, I guess, to close out James Tinian's run on Batman. Uh, and uh, this is the second part of it. Uh, last we left off, the Scarecrow uh, got Batman tripping on his drugs. And uh, yeah. he's, uh, Batman's been like kind of running around trying to pick up the mess that is been created by scarecrow and also saint industries with having a homicidal super soldier cop out there uh so you know he's got a lot on his plate right now uh at the same time oracle has been hacked and you know someone's using the face of oracle to give off a, a signal that batman's dead uh poison ivy is trying to be resurrected by harley quinn who is on her way to uh to find a missing piece of uh, Poison Ivy. And uh, there's a lot going on. Nightwing's back in Gotham as well, but they don't uh, show that in right. this book. Uh, Batman pulls up to Renee Montoya's office, and uh, she's like, you're not dead. And he's like, yeah. People do this to me every arc. I don't know why people are surprised. Uh, I'll never die. Yeah, uh, I don't know why you think I'll die. It's my one superpower is not dying. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, basically, Batman explains the situation uh, that, you know, Scarecrow has been kind of let in to the city and is running his big old fear state experiment through the magistrate program thing. And uh, he basically is trying to get Montoya to help, you know, like keep things under control on the ground level. Um, Batman comes across like a bunch of these uh, magistrate soldiers uh, who are, I guess, like these robot things. I don't know if they're people in them. It doesn't, I don't think they are, but they, um, they pull up to him. And he, this is pretty cool where he just looks at these 
AI, these NPC AIs, and are like, Simon, I hope you're watching this closely. <laughs> and then proceeds to just like beat the shit out of these robots while also telling Simon Saint that he swears to God that he's going to bring down, he's going to make sure everyone knows that this was his fault. And uh, Simon is like, gulp. <laughs> you know, he's he's worried. Yeah. And that was my favorite picture in this whole comic. Agreed. Uh, Batman goes back to his uh, townhouse uh, hideout layer thing. Uh, and he is there with Ghostmaker, who he asks to kind of enter his mind with him. And, uh, you know, try to figure out exactly if uh, Scarecrow's fear toxin is still uh, in his mind in one way or another. Uh, They enter this, like, kind of in this physical manifestation form. Batman is in his bat suit, but uh, Ghostmaker's looking fresh as hell with his uh, jacket and black shirt combo. Uh, They fast forward to the moment where uh, Bruce has been kind of like held down by Scarecrow and is uh, just sitting down in a wheelchair while he was in Arkham. And uh, the Scarecrow seems to be, it seems to know that they're in Batman's mind, but this is obviously just like an advanced uh, fear toxin that kind of anticipated something like this happening, Batman going into his own mind and uh, trying to suss him out. Uh, Josh, did you say something? I think I missed you. No, I just said, wow, like, and... Uh, never mind. I'm going. Yeah. No, well, in any case, one uh, the Batman that's like stuck in the wheelchair kind of gets up and starts attacking them, and then uh, Ghostmaker realizes like, oh wait, this isn't real at all. I can just, I'll just kill this thing, whatever this is, <clears throat> and uh, he just proceeds to do so. Uh, <laughs> cuts them. I thought off. Batman was going to get mad anyway. Yeah, he's like, yeah, all life is sacred, even the ones in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Even the ones they that don't talk really to me. exist in my mind. Uh, I'm a little confused as to how this goes because uh, Ghostmaker does this, but then like Bruce is also in this jail cell. And I'm like, wasn't he right beside him just like two seconds ago? Did he disappear for some reason? It's weird. Yeah, because it's in his mind. It, yeah, it's definitely weird. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he carved, up, he carved up the two straw people. You know, Batman's mind friends mm-hmm. and um he went into a jail cell to sulk that's yeah. exactly what happened oh i can't do anything i'll just hang out over there beast i had look at <laughs> look at this panel <laughs> <laughs> he's ashamed <laughs> yeah yeah he's so sad he can't, I can't believe it. i associate myself with someone that would i do that i can't believe this is my rival i'm so competent you know, I'm too confident <laughs> for this. Uh, so we get in. Uh, Ghostmaker starts to share his own memories, and apparently, he knew Scarecrow from back in the day. They went to college together, apparently. Uh, which is, look at this. Yeah, <laughs> which is like I guess pretty coincidental. Yeah, he's he's just like like who talks? <laughs> you know, we can do that and this. And- <laughs> yeah. fucking weirdos together yeah and for whatever reason, right, buddy. for whatever reason it doesn't set off any red flags in Ghostmaker's head it's seeing this ginger guy going like Ugh. but yeah he basically goes to college and meets Jonathan Crane and tries to like 
talk about feelings because Ghostmaker's kind of a sociopath and he doesn't really have any feelings. So, you know, he, he runs into uh, Scarecrow, young Scarecrow, and Scarecrow just like goes off about his theories about the fear state and how this whole thing is about, you know, putting Gotham through a big old like traumatic event and allow Gotham like the opportunity to destroy the thing that they fear most so that at the end of it all, they come out stronger. Uh, so in theory, like Scarecrow's like, if they can destroy me, they'll be stronger for it. And I want them to, I guess. Uh, so, yeah. What is wrong with him? I don't know, man. Scientists, <laughs> you know, it's not about this. I guess uh, he's just like, I want to see if they do it. Mm. So violent. Yeah. And and self self loathing. Yeah, there are better ways to do this, you know. Um, right. Meanwhile, back outside of Gotham, um, the peacekeeper has seemingly killed a bunch of people. Uh, it's unclear, but they look dead. It looks like he killed them. Um, it's not looking good. Uh, but at that point, that's when uh Peace, peacekeeper X pulls up. In uh, in front of uh, Peacekeeper One, and is like, "Hey, just come with me," you know, all that stuff. And Sean Mahoney, who is Peacekeeper One, is still going through it mentally because he got doused with the fear toxin a while back, and he is just freaking out. He's like, "No, I'm gonna be the hero, be <laughs> So, you know, I guess Peacekeeper One and Peacekeeper X are about to square off, and this is when we get Batman. Uh, at the end saying that he's controlling him, pushing him. Scarecrow is turning the city into a powder keg. And Peacekeeper 01 is the match that's going to blow it all to hell. Uh, and that's where that issue ends. Uh, there's a backup story featuring that one kid, Clown Hunter, but who cares? Uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> who cares? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I thought this issue was pretty cool. Um, the art is fantastic but i think it's like more of a transitioning thing to the to the real meat of the uh the event itself uh just squaring away a few things getting some expositional stuff out of the way now we have an objective and we're moving toward it uh i don't have many thoughts about it uh do you have any thoughts josh not much um no <laughs> Unfortunately not. It was a good issue, though. Uh, I, I. It was good, yeah. I mean, it, that's yeah. It was well, just a. Uh, it was just a like a more administrative, uh, get things squared away before we get into the real, real meat and potatoes of it all. But uh, yeah. Without further ado, I think we could move on. A uh, good issue overall, uh, of an already pretty good Batman run. So, let's get into it. The X-Books. We have three of these, starting with uh, X-Corp number five. Uh, I think the... I'm pretty sure this is the final issue of X-Corp. And, yeah, (laughs) I guess let's get into it. Last we left off, there's been this big old arc uh, regarding an ionospheric bandwidth generator. Yeah, like, I don't know what the name of this chapters or if there's even a name but it's basically ionospheric 
Generator Part 5. Yeah, this entire series should have not been called X-Corp and instead have been called Ionospheric Bandwidth Generator. Uh, I would have uh, appreciated that more. But some Vicious, you know, with Vicious Monet. Vicious Monet and Mean Angel, you know. Uh, Kinda. He wasn't mean. Yeah. Now he is. Now, now he's mean. Uh, okay, so this whole arc has been about X-Corp trying to get into the telecommunications business by creating the world's strongest internet thing, which is the ionospheric bandwidth generator. Generator. Uh, and it's it, it, didn't, it didn't go well. There was some annoying business mumbo-jumbo happening regarding <laughs> noblesse, <laughs> pharmaceuticals, having a beef with them and whatnot. And then at the end of it all, X-Corp was like, well, you know what? Let's just buy their entire company. But at the same time, that same company invaded X-Corp's headquarters and killed uh, the main Jamie Madrox. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> that happened. Is that what happened? Yes. So, Damn. Madrox's clones are still out there. They don't die, apparently, with him. So, they're still out here. Oh. Uh, and... They seem to have captured some of the guys, but then like more guys show up and just Oh no wait no. They captured some of the goon soldiers that killed the main Madrox, but then like they eat what I thought was a cyanide pill just turns them into super soldiers and uh they start killing the other Madroxes. Uh at that point that's when uh Monet and Angel pull up to uh to where the trouble was happening, where they uh meet up with the Fenris twins who are apparently the children of uh what's his face i they say his name like 20 billion times and i'm forgetting what it is um uh, strucker a human the strucker uh guy the nazi anti-mutant guy who apparently had mutant children wow yeah uh (laughs) yeah so you know they're in conflict we already met these guys before in the gala but now they're back just stirring up trouble uh, apparently their ability is that they just shoot energy beams, but only when they're touching. So their power really is only activated if they're like holding hands or whatever. Boo. <laughs> right. <laughs> now you know what that reminds me of? Um, plus and minus. <laughs> Mas y menos. Mi- Mas y menos, yes. Mas y menos, si se puede. <laughs> they were really cool characters. Yeah, unlike these guys. They were just mutants, but also Nazis, but also not. <laughs> because turns out they don't really care about humans either. But anywho, we'll get to that. Uh, they give Archangel and Monet a lot of trouble, despite the fact that Monet is actually stronger than them and has, like could beat their ass as long as they're not touching each other, which they're not for the majority of this battle. They're just normal folks if they're not touching. But uh, unfortunately, throughout the battle, Archangel drops one of the Fenris twins while they're in air drops them on her brother and then they blow up the (coughs) x-corp facility uh derp x-corp uh (laughs) so everybody else on the inside uh that saint john lady is part of this apparently and they're just her and her henchmen are just going around killing madroxes uh until uh trinary stops them oh not stops them but like captures St. John, but then like more of the enhanced soldiers pull up and are causing trouble. 
but Trinary is like non-violent, so she saves herself and Saint John, who is attacking the fucking headquarter, uh, the X Corp headquarters. Uh, in the meantime, Fenr- the Fenris twins make it to the ionospheric bandwidth generator, uh, and are going to blow it up because fuck mutants and yeah, mostly out of spite. Yeah, but never fear, Monet and Archangel come back uh, to fight more, and they still like are not effective at all. Uh, Archangel throws like a bunch of knives at the Lady Fenris and they all miss, it looks like. Uh, So she's able to somehow get the jump on them by just randomly shooting their gun at them and like, I guess, backing them off. Even though Monet should probably be bulletproof in this form. I'm not sure. Um, I mean, it looks like she's not getting hurt. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, they 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 planned this out so that you know, even though they're mutants and they're directly attacking Krakoa, they've planned this out so you know this whole day happens. They'll like suicide bomb the X Corp building and kill everyone. And if they get resurrected, they won't have any memory of having done this. So they can, I guess, uh, play off the fact that you know. This wasn't them, and they could still be considered Krakoan citizens. Uh, so, there's that. That's pretty elaborate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the one smart thing about... You know what? The Fenris twins have, like, severely outplayed both Monet and Archangel to the point where I'm like, why? What's the point? <laughs> like, they're so dumb. Severe. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, um, this uh, Jean-Pierre Cole the businessman that whose business they bought he killed a bunch of madroxes and then that psychic lady uh lady serene i think her name is she pulls up and is like aha i am bulletproof you can't kill me and then you know taunts this guy cole and you know is just like mm, yeah you will you will suffer for your things but it turns out that this cole guy has like poison in his system like he has artificial blood and whatnot so you know he somehow like poisons serene oh Celine, and then just is about to drop her off of a fucking cliff but they get separated by a rock that falls down it's a weird it's like meh a lot of luck happens and this is kind of like where it gets kind of confusing because you know the Fenris twins are now holding hands in front of the ionospheric bandwidth generator and they're planning on blowing it up, blowing it to hell. Uh, and then we, then the Madro- remaining Madrox clones just kind of link together and I guess continue to replicate. What they do is um, if duplicates, uh, duplicates are staggered around an energetic core meltdown of sufficient force, the resultant energy will produce additional dupes at a diminished rate until the duplicates oh. have entirely absorbed the blast. So they're fo- they're hoping the idea was that they'd clone and hold hands and then when the Fenris twins finally explode, the sheer energy from that explosion would create more clones to absorb a lot of the impact from the ionospheric bandwidth generator. And it works. And uh yeah, the the day is saved. 
uh, Madrox is reborn and is finally allowed to spend time with his family. Uh, nice. Trinary is an official board member. Uh, and uh, the issue ends with uh, the St. John lady talking to the Gearich guy from Orcus. Right. I guess she's going to work with Orcus now. And that's where the issue ends. Oh, man. Fuck Orcus, man. <laughs> They're everywhere, man. They pull up a lot. Um, they, yeah. Uh, yeah. This might be, like, X-Corp is funny because it might be the only series that we've actively disliked. <laughs> like, I think we're pretty positive a lot on this show. But we couldn't. We just couldn't get it over on X Corp. And you know, I don't want to like uh, beat a dead horse here. But there's just like not enough characterization, and uh, the the concept wasn't really explored a lot. And uh, this is like a book I thought had a ton of potential. And I don't know if it's over. Like it seemed like it. And I've looked things I've seen online say that this is the final issue. But it's at the end. Yeah, that's what I thought too. That that's what like prompted me to be like, is this the last one? And yeah, I went on a little bit of a Google, a Google tear. But yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm like violating for no reason. But I, it's just a, it's also like it felt like a chore because there was a lot of dialogue I just didn't understand and didn't care about, and everybody sounded the same. It's all like busy busy business people being evil business. Even the good guys. Yeah, even the good guys. Which is fine, but it wasn't interesting. I maybe if Hickman wrote something like this, then you know, his spicy language will like I just assumed it would be Hickman doing this. It's just I mean the covers look like his, you know, like uh something that come out of his like book is a cover like the X Corp covers. And that like the covers of the X Corp are probably like the highlight of the series. Yeah. In all honesty, they they, they have some pretty yeah. cool covers. Uh but yeah, it didn't really didn't really grab me at all. Uh and I'm not going to say I'm glad it's gone, but I'm not I'm not not happy I, d- I don't have to read this again. <laughs> uh but that's all I got to say about X Corp. Um do you have any final thoughts for the series? I don't have any final thoughts for the series because um peace out. The uh, never, but um, <laughs> I do have something clever to say regarding the next issue of X Men. Okay. Mm. Sorry, caught me drinking water. Now you good? Okay. Yeah. Um. So let's get into it. This is. Oh, X- wait, no, no. Hold on. I got something clever to say. Let me oh. see if you can get what I'm saying. Okay. A Pikachu turning into a Raichu. While smoking weed. What? I evolution. I evolution. Oh, is this a has something to do with the next issue? Yes. Okay. <laughs> high evolutionary. Oh, the high evolutionary. <laughs> you should have waited for me to like uh, introduce the context. Uh, I said it has to do with the next issue. Yeah, but you know, we could the people don't know what we're talking about yet. I was at Thirst Park and I was just ready to get over X Corp. <laughs> well, let's get over no, X Corp then. Uh this is X Men number three. Um 
And last we left off, there's been like it's been kind of like monster of the week type of a series. Uh, the X-Men have been fighting these intergalactic threats that are being sent down from space as a result of uh, the game world. This like mushroom man who is Cordyceps Jones. Yeah, he's just out here just challenging aliens and alien conquerors to go down to Earth and see who can actually fuck up humans the most. And so far, everybody who's come down here has had to contend with the X-Men that were elected by Krakoa to be, I guess, the heroic representation for Krakoa across the world. Um, And we're starting off this one with uh, X-Men in the X-Men all assembled in Vietnam, where a giant fucking ship has just pulled up to Vietnam. Uh, An incredibly large ship. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And uh, a team of aliens pull up and are just like, Hello, (laughs) we've come to give you a gift. I have this sphere. It's supposed to, I don't know, cure... A sphere? Yeah, it's supposed to cure, I don't know, climate change or something. (laughs) <laughs> it, it does multiple things it, it, like it, it does that and apparently it can also sterilize the human race mm. yikes yikes well we don't want that <laughs> not at all uh, so you know they're they're introducing this sphere of climate change and sterilization and Rogue is immediately like interrupting. Like, I have no, I don't, we don't want it. We don't, because apparently Rogue has a history with these folks. Uh, so, you know, as they're talking, Rogue just like punches, manga punches the shit out of uh, this high evolutionary guy. Uh, it, it, it's very reminiscent of One Piece, in all honesty. Uh, and big old fight. This is a big old fight chapter. Uh, that is very cool. I will say that Pepe Larraz's art is still top-notch throughout this entire battle. Uh, they're going left and right about it. Every mutant's showing their thing. But you know what? This high evolutionary is actually proving to be a bit much for them because they're all just so fucking strong. Um, at that point, uh, there's a point where uh, Sink steals uh, the daughter of the high evolutionaries powers and is like i have her powers now so you know if you don't want me to fuck you up with her powers then you know get off of earth and the high evolutionary is like i just turned them off stupid that's crazy yeah talk about (laughs) talk about op yeah and he said i will withdraw my gift humanity will simply have to suffer and I will forgive the aggression visited upon my hosts in return for his blood. Uh, and funnily enough... Not again. Yeah. Funnily enough, X-23 pulls up and is like, you can have all the blood you want when you're standing over my dead body. Uh, but you know what? Uh, Sink is like, you know what? It will end if we just do this. Let's just get this out of the way. And um, they cut his finger and he tosses a bit of blood. Uh, the high evolutionary just catches that shit, just palms it. Uh, and it's like, thanks. Yes. Thank you very much. (laughs) Mm, This will be sufficient. Yes. (laughs) Yes. 
Yeah. This will come back to bite you guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, they addressed that. You know, I, I like how they kind of like addressed it. It's like, yeah, you know, we fought this guy before. You know, it, 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 it was it's going to come back to bite us. But you know what? When it, when the time we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. The priority here was saving lives. Um, and we were getting our asses kicked pretty bad. So, you know. Cyclops definitely was. Oh, yeah. Um, I do appreciate. I mean, like, hopefully their plan is like next time we'll just get our entire country of super powered people to fuck them up. But, you know, cross that bridge when we get to it, I guess. Um, they we have this informational page that's really like a communication between uh, the high evolutionary and Jean Grey, uh, where this guy, uh, the high evolutionary is explaining about uh What's this dude's name again? Uh, Cordyceps Jones. Yeah, Cordyceps Jones. Cordyceps Jones. Cordyceps Jones. Mr. Jones. Yeah, Mr. Jones. How is it that this mushroom has the last name of Jones? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know either. Maybe that's the human. I I like it, though. He's got a cool ass design. I'll give you that. He, he does look cool, like him coming out of the body of an astronaut. It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, did we mention how the how the art is really like super carrying this series? Yes, <laughs> I, I mentioned that. But if you want to restate it, you can because I don't think you can say that enough. Uh, every almost every panel of Pepper Larraz's art in the last three issues of X Men is poster worthy. Uh, they're just so fucking good. Uh, Every panel, you can zoom in, take a screenshot, and be like, "Yes, yes, that's it right there." Mm-hmm. And he's been—he's—he uh, he was one of the guys working on uh, Powers and House of X. Like, uh, I think this is the first time he's been on a thing for the X Men since uh, those initial uh, miniseries. So it's good to see him. I hope he stays on this book. I know, like, we have this thing where, like, we got to switch artists around, but this man needs to stay on this book. We need to give him the best books possible. This, I hope he somehow found a way to Drew Inferno. <laughs> uh, wishful yeah, thinking. Greatest man, all the money, please. Yeah, wishful thinking, I guess. But in any case, uh, Jean Grey, while the rest of them are having a One Piece post-arc party, uh <laughs> Jean Grey and Cyclops are out here talking about, you know, what to do about the game world folks uh, and maybe splitting up the team, sending some folks up there to to take the party to them. Um, and Jean Grey and Cyclops play mental rock, paper, scissors to see who wins. I guess Cyclops is going to go up to with a small yeah, team. Yeah, he loses. Yeah. Um, and the issue ends on a couple of fronts. Uh First, we have uh, the Fei Long guy who is, you know, the bitter guy who is just very, very upset that uh, that the mutants colonized Mars before he could. Uh, and uh, he's talking to the guy from uh, Orcus, uh, Mr. Girich, who's basically like, why are you still going to space even though you might die? And he's like, ah, you know, it's a win-win situation to me. Like, if I... If I survive this experience, uh, I'll have a seat at the Orcus table. And if I fall, you shall have your martyr. Uh, so there's that. I guess he's planning on going to Mars with a bunch of rocket ships. Is he about to attack Mars? Jeez. 
Yeah, right? I mean, good luck, man. The Moroccans ain't nothing to play with. Yeah, the reason they're even on Mars is because the Iraqis just couldn't stop killing folks. It's it's you got a tall task ahead of you. Uh, this guy is Doctor Stasis, right? The Phalon guy, or is Doctor Stasis someone else? Because I think he's the same guy uh, who's investigating the mutant resurrection stuff, right? Okay, I think the guy in the suit. I don't know. Are they the same person? No, not the suit. The 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 Phalon guy. With the oh, with the red skin. Yeah. Is he Doctor Stasis? Are you asking? Yeah. I don't. I don't think so. I think Doctor Stasis is. is a, remember the guy that with the family and you're right. Everybody okay. fell into this food. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure they're not the same person. I guess. Uh, but anyway, that's where we cut over to in Coney Island. Uh, ben Urich is uh, chilling on his own on the park bench, apparently waiting for someone. And that's when Dr. Stasis pulls up and basically hand like on a silver platter, hands him the information about the mutant resurrection protocols that are a secret from the rest of the world. And I guess Ben Urich is at a crossroads of whether to reveal this information or not because... This is a pretty big deal. Um, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. Now that's where the issue ends, by the way, but I don't know how this is going to go, honestly. Uh, if if he does publish it, it would be massive ramifications, I imagine, for the X-Men line in general. Um, I would like to... S- it's interesting to see how the world will react to, you know, <laughs> mutants never being able to die. Uh, so... They don't probably feel some type of way. Oh yeah, uh, they won't be thrilled that their their biggest secret is out. Um, something tells me though, I don't think Ben Urich is gonna do it. He's he tends to be a good guy who's not like he's not like sniffing around for stories, and he tends to think more about how things will affect superheroes. He's a very, he's a Spider Man supporting character, so right. Uh. I mean, I'm not. I wouldn't be surprised if he did put it out, but it'd be interesting to see how it gets out. Because if he doesn't put out, someone's gonna have to put it out. That's that's where they're inching towards this in this series is that the world will know about resurrection protocols. Uh, I imagine they used them for a reason. It could have been any old reporter. Yeah, that's true. They're gonna at least make him question the morality of it, and make maybe he'll come to a decision where he feels like, you know what, I am gonna post it. Yeah, I'm salty. Maybe they're gonna have a conversation about resurrection, about why they don't allow humans. Maybe he'll feel away, mm-hmm. and then uh, post it. Yeah, um, but overall, uh, X Men is a solid book. Writing rise, it's fine. Uh, it's not. It, it's uh, you know, so far it's just been. Action issue, action issue, action issue. And the art really carries I'm, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's more on Pepe Larraz's shoulders to carry the book until, like, more plot things become concrete and whatnot. Uh, but so far, so good. Uh, I'm I'm into it so far. Uh, you uh, want to move on to our final book? Sure. Let's do the thing. This is X-Men, the Onslaught Revelation. Uh... Okay, so this has spun off of the series of the miniseries uh, Way of X, uh, in which Nightcrawler has been trying to build something of a culture, a uh, way of life for the Krakoans uh, that inhabit 
Krakoa right now because everybody is like kind of going through this weird misinterpretation of the laws of Krakoa as well as kind of a flippant uh, attitude towards death, you know, taking more risks when uh, they shouldn't, you know, generally devaluing life. Um, so Nightcrawler has been trying to do that. And in their in their battles, they've been dealing with the return of Onslaught, which is a combination of Xavier and Magneto uh, that has been kind of infecting everyone's minds and uh, releasing their inhibitions uh, one by one whether it's relates to death and whatnot. Uh, it's not a good time, <laughs> apparently. No, 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 no. Uh, Nightcrawler passed away in the begin- at the end of that series, but was resurrected, of course. Uh, before he died, he had this epiphany about something known as the spark. We didn't really get an answer as to what that was yet, uh, but he left kind of um, a dying word to Fabian Cortez about, you know, just to remind him of the word and he'll do the rest. Uh, but Fabian Cortez was in a coma at the end of the series. So he was never able to deliver the message. Uh, and we start off this issue with, uh, I guess the crack getting ready to do this whole party thing. And Pixie is all of a sudden taken in by Nightcrawler and taken into the, uh, the altar, which is the, mind paradise of uh legion the big old headquarters that that legion has created in his own mind uh, it's pretty wild uh, the concept of it but um it turns out that through the explanation of this um of the backstory here xavier is apparently being manipulated by onslaught to delete the bi- backups of every mutant on krakoa uh which is pretty bad because this is how you resurrect people in this you know, you, uh, you resurrection is like a twofold thing. You just you bring their body back, but uh, Xavier has all of their consciousness basically stored in Cerebro. And if he deletes those, then the person's essence is essentially gone. So that, that's a pretty wild plan. Um, yeah, effective, especially if he's gonna make them kill, you know, kill themselves mm-hmm. uh, eventually at the end of the, you know. At the end of the night, it's a it's a very efficient plan. Oh yeah. Um, I don't have an issue with Onslaught's plan. I do feel like we we kind of skipped ahead or something. Like, did I miss something? I don't know. When I was re- when I first started reading this, I felt like as I like you know when when it was explaining how Professor X was already infiltrated and you know already you know, deleting the backups and stuff via Onslaught. Um, I thought that like they they were setting up the the future of the comic, I guess. I mean, like, you know, like the ending, and then they was going to, like, show what happened earlier leading to this. What I'm trying to say is they jumped from one point to another really quickly. Yes. Without really giving... And I thought they were going to give a little bit more build-up, and that... Effect. I didn't like it. You know. I'll it tell you what, man. I was in the, I was in the same boat when I read this. I'm like, wait a minute. There's a lot of missing pieces. Like Fabian, it was in a coma completely. Yes. Uh, like, why put him in a coma if he's already good to go right now? Yeah, and he was still somehow able to deliver the message to Nightcrawler. 
about on uh, about the spark. So Nightcrawler's memories are like of what happened are completely back intact. Um, yeah, he Fabian basically just wakes up from his coma a little bit later on. I know what I know. I'm getting a little bit ahead, but I just want to make a point of that. Like it, I'm glad I I you know I wasn't the only one. Yeah, no, I'm I'm def I was definitely confu- confused at the opening of this chapter. Uh, and, you know, we're just kind of, like, uh, rolling with it from here on out because yeah. the situation is what it is. Uh, Nightcrawler has taken Pixie, Fabian Cortez, and the new mutant known as Lost uh, over to the uh, in the Legion mindscape thing. Uh, and basically, they're getting kind of a civility lesson from Nightcrawler while at the same time Pixie goes out and freeze as many people from Onslaught's grasp as possible using uh, this soul knife, which I actually don't remember where they... I, I feel like that was a thing in Way of X, but I don't actually remember when exactly they got that. Do you uh, do you remember the soul knife at all? I feel like that was the thing, and I, maybe I'm bugging. Yeah, they. I definitely remember it, but it was... I think it was all the way back in the first chapter. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I'll take it. Uh, I just like was wondering. It's like, where, where where was this? Did they do this already in the beginning? Oh, they got an artifact from somewhere. I think. Ah, man. Yeah, maybe I, I'll take your word for it. I'll, I I feel like that that was a thing. I vaguely remember the soul knife. So it was very quick. They didn't make a big deal of it. They they just they didn't you know they didn't go out of their way to go get it. They just had it. Yeah. No. I. I I'm fine with that. Um, so yeah, she free, yeah. she frees a couple people. She frees Dazzler uh, and a couple mutants whose names I'm not really familiar with. Uh, so they're they're all like planning on going out and uh, stopping everyone because the point of erasing all of the uh, backups is so Onslaught could also manipulate everyone into just killing each other all at the same time. Uh, yeah. So, like I said, pretty efficient. I mean, this is the most efficient destroy Krakoa plan I've ever seen. Uh, it, it's really up like there. Like, Orcus went ham. Yeah. Yeah, Orcus is still going ham. They're, like, in space building shit in space. Oh, man. They 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 have started war on all fronts. They are about it, about it. They're relentless, um, dude. Fuck them, but... Yeah. They won't let up. <laughs> They're out here. Um, in the meantime, Nightcrawler is giving this, uh, this civics lesson to Fabian Cortez, um, talking about like using the metaphor of this fish, uh, you know, leading a school, it's school out of like danger and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, basically he's saying that like, of course, if the fish it has like many chances and will always get resurrected. It will not do the right thing, you know, a lot of the time because life it doesn't have value to it. Even if it's getting devoured by a shark and its friends get devoured by a shark, they know it'll just come back, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's a big long thing. It's a mostly dialogue and it leads uh, Fabian to just kind of go on kind of this character development uh, monologue thing where he explains how he was this he was just this rich kid who who had power connections and wealth and then he also got superpowers uh, 
so he ventured into like the world of mutants that are mostly systematically oppressed except for him because he was born rich and he's uh he describes himself as a persecution tourist you know just like a, i was like whoa yeah, wow yeah just like a rich kid a rich kid that just like wants to get in on a struggle uh even if he doesn't necessarily belong in that struggle um yeah so you know he's he's talking about how like um he just wanted to be kind of part of something uh, and even he realized that even his powers aren't necessarily all that great for himself. Like his powers are to boost other mutants' powers, so he would never be like the main guy ever. So he would do the next best thing and attach himself to the next biggest asshole that he could possibly find, which was, of course, Magneto at the time. Uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of the devil, uh, Pixie basically frees Magneto from onslaught's uh grasp and they both go after yeah Charles. by throwing a knife at his head yeah like <laughs> like a call of duty yeah and uh in face. magneto couldn't do anything about it because the soul knife is not made out of metal uh pretty cool <laughs> yes and if you throw anything at him that's not metal he'll die yeah he'll just take it and <laughs> just be like oh fuck damn it <laughs> i thought it was metal uh so, you know, at that point, after, uh, Fabian finishes up his little spiel, uh, and that's when Lost comes in, holds his hand, is like, I can't forgive you because you did kill my entire family. But, you know, at the very least today, I don't hate you. And uh, at that point, Lost just uh, just starts lighting up Avatar style. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and- she reaches enlightenment. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I wish I could reach this level. Connect our chakras. For real. I wish I could leave, reach this enlightenment. Jesus. Uh, and basically because of Fabian reaching out and being vulnerable and explaining himself, uh, giving uh, Loss some perspective about where he's coming from, uh, she, her ability to accept that and, uh, and kind of... Uh, let it not let it go but you know just uh find some kind of acceptance with who fabian is and why he did what he did has reached some kind of enlightened state uh and meanwhile on the outside uh the mutants basically calm everyone down <laughs> uh and keep everyone from killing each other by guiding everyone into the uh mindscape uh into legion's mindscape and she put in mad work yo who well, I guess Nightcrawler helped too. Yeah, yeah, he did his thing. Um, yeah, yeah. And we learned that uh, the reason, the way Onslaught actually got in here, is because uh, Lost was taken and inspe- experimented on by Orcus, uh, those assholes again, uh, and they basically implanted uh, Onslaught into the feelings of hatred that Lost had for Fabian Cortez and just sent her off into Krakoa as kind of a ticking time bomb. Uh, Whoa. I mean, Orcus does not play games. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, any group in X-Men is particularly brutal. I will say that. Like, a lot of X... Like, whether it was, you know, Cade Kilgore, the, those kids, the Verendi kids in their former Hellfire Club, they were also um, fucking savage as well. <laughs> the religious guy. Yeah, the religious guys. 
people are particularly brutal to the X-Men. Uh, it's it's pretty wild. Because their attacks are so personal. They really, like, get into, like, the foundation of their being. Um, but, you know, now that everybody's, you know, kind of at peace and doing their thing, partying, uh, Onslaught is like, no, I cannot deal with these positive feelings. And he bursts out in his new form, which is supposed to be more reminiscent of uh, the of Xavier's current uh, Cerebro, which is just a circle. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a fucking lollipop. <laughs> yeah, he looks... With hands. Evil, Mr. Ah. Evil Lollipop, man. He's just like... He's got nothing of Magneto left in him. I guess these nothing. claws? I don't know. He looks like... A, Metal claws. He looks like Jack-O-Lantern from uh, Spider-Man, the pumpkin head guy. Yeah. It just looks like Onslaught lost mad weight. He got fit. Yeah. No, yeah, because or Onslaught... Maybe that's how he always looked. He just took off that hefty metal... No, if you look you know, back at that... Tumble. There's a two-page spread that shows that Onslaught is fucking ripped, dude. He's, like, bulky. Oh, with the sword. Yeah. yeah. He looks like Broly. He's... I mean, <laughs> and now he's just skinny now. <laughs> like, current Xavier. Uh... So he comes out and uh, it, to make a long story short, uh, using the power of uh, what's her name, the the uh, Suraya, uh, she uses her ability in conjunction with, I guess, Legion to connect everyone through these little particles of dust and create a, a dust cloud of philosophy <laughs> around uh, Onslaught. Yo, have you noticed that Legion's been changing colors? I haven't noticed that, actually. Oh, yeah, he is. Look. Wow. And then he was purple before. Yeah, yeah he was a good catch. I, I, I just that. noticed that now because I was reading this, and I was like, oh, so he's just purple? Mm. Okay. And then he was blue hair and green. Yeah. Mm. So and he's very okay with it. Look at his face. Hey, he's like, this is who I am now. I am, mm -hmm. I'm it's, it's totally fine. Yeah. So, you know, they're done. Uh we get a bit, we get a big explanation place uh page of the spark. Uh and I guess I'll read the excerpt just cuz like it's a very important thing I guess. Is like this is not a mutant religion. This is a way of living, of loving and expressing and fighting and being. It moves us to adapt without restraint. It does not require prayer nor veneration. It does not demand that you put away your old gods. The spark is not jealous. The spark is innovation and risk and mischief and courage. If we allow to, allow it to guide us, uh, if we invite it to inspire our thoughts and actions, I truly believe it will save us. Uh, the spark is an oh wait oh boy the spark is anathema to meaninglessness. The spark is creative. The spark is patient. The spark is bright and beautiful, despite having no form or mind. In truth, the spark is barely real at all. The spark is just an idea, and yet the spark will burn to ash anyone who, I guess this means fucks, with the right fucks with the right. <laughs> of uh, mutants to pursue happiness. And uh, oh, Very nice. Yeah, they very necessary. They turn Onslaught into a weird caterpillar thing and crush them in his hands. And uh, the issue ends with a bearded nightcrawler basically looking over uh, his... I guess uh, 
you know, the building of his culture, of a mutant culture. It's more of a mutant culture than a religion. Uh, and talking over with uh, Legion over what uh, over what the next phase is. And um, apparently Nightcrawler's uh, starting kind of not police. <laughs> he says it's not police. Uh, but, you know, uh, it's not police. We must defend what unites us, not punish the growing pains. So he's like... So David's like, so if they're not cops, what are we then? Sh- peacekeepers, shepherds, mutant Jedi, nine. I was mutant thinking. Jedi. I <laughs> was thinking legionnaires. Uh, and that's where that issue ends. And we get like a big cool like coming soon the legionnaires book. Uh, nice. Juggernauts on this team. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Pixie's on this team. She put in hella work, so she deserves it. Yeah, uh, Doctor Faust. Yeah, no, I think it's Doctor Nemesis. Okay. Uh, Who's Doctor Faust? Shaman King. Huh? Shaman King is a character named Doctor Faust. Anyway, we're gonna get more of this type of idea uh, going forward. Well. We got what we asked for in theory. <laughs> uh, yeah. Way of X is not necessarily ending. It's just transitioning into the Legionnaires book, which is coming soon. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how this goes. I like the idea of mutant Jedi. I think that's what the closest thing that it's going to be. Like all those examples that uh, David listed off are basically, you know, explanations. They're not cops. Yeah. They're, uh, they're one with the force and the force being the spark. Which I am not mad at. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see how that is interpreted going down. Uh, Josh, do you have any thoughts? I'm really looking forward to the next, um, the continuation of this. I think we're going to see it. Like, I don't have too many thoughts because they've already kind of been building up to this. We, we kind of, you know, I understood what the point was, and I want to see how they go about, quote unquote, and. Not enforcing it, but I guess like you know, recruiting people and 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 really, what role is this spark going to play in the overall narrative of the mutant story? Um, this, you know, when they when they talk about the tower, that was one of the thing that was one of the uh, things they showed early on in um, Powers of Ten, mm-hmm. like on the tarot card. So I, I, that's what's the most interesting about this is that there's there's that promise that this is going to lead to uh sign pretty crucial mm. yeah i agree with that um i feel the same way i'm excited to see what the legion there's been a lot of xbooks ending and apparently a few to end so you know i guess they're making way for you know more exploration different types of concepts being explored um really the story of krakoa is the story of humanity in general you know like every story has a theme and uh, whether it's this being a story about spirituality or, you know, culture, I'm interested to see how they uh, play this out. Uh, but that's all I got to say about uh, the the onslaught story. <laughs> I forget that. Uh, I uh, I think uh, we're good to wrap it up. You uh, you good to wrap it up, bro? Yeah, it just it wasn't it wasn't the event that I thought it was going to be. It no. was really just like a. uh, uh prelude i'd say and in between it was like a bridge you know that's all 
Yeah, I would call. I, I understand why they did it. They they were the, they wanted everyone to look at this. They, they didn't want to just they didn't want people to see it as just the conclusion or way of X. They want you know they wanted to make a point of this, which you know gives me hope that the next uh, this uh, Legionnaires comic is gonna be critical. Yeah, no, I would say the same. I would say that maybe Way of X and uh, the Onslaught book were more preludes than series, introductions to what they really wanted to do and explore and flesh out. So, Right. Uh, very into it. Uh, and I think with that being said, we're good to wrap this. Uh, thank you guys for listening. This has been our show. Oh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining us on our second episode of the week. Uh very very cool whenever we get to pull these off uh excited to come back next week refreshed with new manga you know um you know all together but yeah without further ado let's uh let's wrap this one you could find me at the chris s brian at b.esp josh at jd cole underscore 37 follow the show itself at new jump city on twitter and instagram uh email us at new jump city pod at gmail.com with any questions suggestions anything you guys want to talk to us about or comment under uh, whatever video you're watching. That would be very nice of you to do. Uh, if you And while you're at it, why don't you uh, subscribe? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that like button. Smash that share button. And also the corresponding buttons. Uh, yes. Do it. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Oh, also subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify. You know the deal. Audio version uh, usually comes out first. But thank you guys so much for listening. Stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out, guys. Speaking of peace, we keep the peace. <laughs>